Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are talking about, as you're sitting there laughing at me for some you, reason. You are you are reading the intro with conductor hands. <laughs> oh, like, is that what you're laughing you're like at? Pointing I at me do. when I gotta say my thing, and you're like <laughs> you're like waving to the crowd out here. And you're not. The, like the dun, 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 dun. I do speak with my hands. You do. And I emphasize things, but then sometimes you I hit do. the microphone and it makes a loud bang. So I she do does. apologize to she you does. guys. Uh, for full that. disclosure: there has only been limited editing ever on this. <laughs> podcast, yes. and most of it has been when Teresa has banged the microphone. <laughs> or said something blown, I shouldn't. <laughs> blown my eardrums out yes. because it's so loud, and I'm the one listening through a headset so that I can hear what's going on in the recording. Thank you for doing that, by the way. And one time when she was a straight-up heretic. Oh, no! I don't think it was a straight-up heretic. I was like, a, <laughs> I guess you either are or you aren't, but I, I, only, it took, didn't come I only took out like five <laughs> seconds, and it's, it solved it. You, it in five seconds... It. What was it? I forget. Uh, what were we talking about? I yeah, said something and I was like, I can't say that. You have to take that out. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very often that I it, say that. You kind of denied. I think you denied a little bit of. No, I didn't. It was a half thought in the yeah, middle of something. A half so thought in the middle of something that was. It didn't. Directly opposed to Orthodox. Yes. Because I couldn't finish my thought, and then I was like, "You have to take that out yeah. because that's going to so, be really so bad." There you go. That's uh, anyways. That's, that's how we end up with. We are all so human. When I, when I laugh at Teresa, <laughs> it stays in there. Yes. Online. Anyways. Hey, yeah. So we're talking about the the Beatitudes today. Great. And uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we are coming towards mm-hmm. Easter. And uh, just by God's providence, we uh, the book that I'm kind of working my way through, these gospel stories and moments, uh, <laughs> lines up almost perfectly with Easter. So I've been just randomly jumping around, grabbing the ones that I like, but we're working through the whole book. And now that we're coming down to it, as, as we get closer to Easter, we're going to start moving towards um, the Easter stories that are... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Passover stories that are in uh, the the Gospels. So excited about that. But yeah. today comes one of my favorite sections, so Sermon on the Mount, and it's broken down into two. So this week we're going to look at the Beatitudes and the following little bit about salt and light. And then next week we're going to look at, um, you know, like the don't worry passages and those kinds of things. So it's pretty cool. But reality is, if you think about in life, here's the 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 thought to frame it up for us is there's three kinds of people in the world. Do you know what kinds of people they are? Three, you said? Three. Like, um, where are we going? You need to give me some yeah. kind of context. <laughs> I, I did. I'm not there's, reading your notes. There's those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who have no idea what just happened. And oh, this I see. Is, okay. As we look at the Sermon on the Mount, um, here's Jesus, the one who makes things happen. Yes, talking to the disciples who are watching mm. what's going on and also speaking to the crowd who have, has no idea what's going on. Like, he, this dude just feeds us and does miracles, but yeah. we're not really sure what's going down <laughs> here. And uh, what happens in life is, as is you can actually look at life, and I know that's kind of a comical way to say it, but you can look at life in, in the way of 
all of those three are around us at all times. And Mm -hmm. the funny thing is, is we all kind of have this kind of tick inside of us where we want to live lives that actually matter. Like we want some kind of thing left behind, whether that be a family legacy where you've got like lots of people that come Mm -hmm. after you Mm -hmm. or some kind of maybe financial legacy where you, your, your children's children's children can live on the wealth that you have acquired and amassed and you're doing that. Or you literally built something and you want your name on it um, or whatever it might be, right? We have that. There's a driving force, right? Yeah, we have (laughs) that in us. And then we also go to crazy extremes in life to acquire meaning to what we're doing or to acquire love, like to Hmm. either have things that we love or to be loved by someone. So... Um, Hmm. here Jesus kind of in the Sermon on the Mount sits down with a bunch of people and starts to push in on the way that we're supposed to live life. Right. Like, what is it supposed to look like? And uh, when we find our relationship in in Jesus, um, that's when life starts to really actually have meaning. Mm -hmm. There's an eternal nature to it. Um, There is this longevity that we understand the things that we do here in life in Christ's name actually have repercussions into all eternity and so meaning starts to become something that is really easy to find uh, in life with Christ and so as we learn how to live life with Christ uh, life just keeps getting better and better and better right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we kind of wonder what he has to say so we're going to look at Matthew chapter 5 verses 1 Yep, let's go to Matthew, <laughs> guys. Let's go to Matthew. Let's I was to, in Mark, and I was like, that's interesting. We're Matthew. talking about demons? <laughs> no, not today. Not today. That's interesting. Okay, um, I'm there. Matthew 5. Yeah, Matthew, the Mount. So Jesus Ma- is saying this to quite a crowd of people he's got at a crowd this time. Of, he's got a crowd of people. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 5 to right. start. So seeing the crowds, he went up to the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Just a five, right? Just a five. There you go. That's five. It keeps going. I love the Beatitudes. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take them three at a time. Okay. I love that. For three goes here, because there's a few. So right off the bat, right, you understand that Jesus is starting to say, hey, if you're like this, Mm -hmm. you are blessed. Yes. So this means you live with God's favor on you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the basic way to understand that. But verse three starts right off: poor in spirit. It's that moment when we know that we're nothing yeah. without Christ. Mm. Then our 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 hearts become pliable to God. Like mm. we actually put ourselves in a spot where being poor in spirit is not a bad thing. Now that kind of mm. means that we are fixated on God. We want, you know, we want what He wants. Yeah. So our spirit is not the one that is driving the show. Hmm. We're, we're allowing uh, in our lives, our, our submission to God yeah. is driving the way that we, we live. So when our hearts become pliable to God, he changes us, and then we're able to actually see and build the kingdom for his glory. Right. right? So that's the yeah. poor in spirit. We, we don't have that proudness. We don't right. have that... We've, we've become humble. We've, right. we've become submissive to God. Right. Even though we may not be a submissive personality. 
we've done that. <laughs> right. We've done that in ourselves. Well, it's an intentional, um, yeah. intentional giving up. Um, right now, I just started. It's small. The little Tim, Tim Keller. Um, what is it? The freedom of self forgetfulness. I yep. think that's what it's called. Yeah. So. Um, our son was reading it and thought it would be good for me to read it. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says. Yeah. But I was wanting to and read it. Now, and I've read that before. And, yeah. And, and Keller's whole premise in that mm-hmm. thing is that we find a sweet spot with God when we yeah. actually forget who we are. Right, right. right. Because we Which often think of ourselves That's the poor in spirit. more than we need That's to. That's being poor in spirit. Yeah. It's not, we're in, we don't feel the need to be the one who's driving hmm. the bus, yeah. so to speak, or, yeah. or running the show, or however you want to phrase it, right? And we actually take our lives and orientate them towards God for his glory and his kingdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's when we're blessed. That's right. right? That's right. Um, the second one, verse four is when we realize, uh, so verse four, mm-hmm. uh, blessed, blessed are, yeah. you give me the blessed on, on the verses. Sorry. Oh, blessed are those who mourn for they for shall mourn. be yeah. comforted. So there's this grieving mourning. Oh, there it is. I had it at the end. Um, when you realize you can't change <laughs> yourself or others, we actually are called like that's a mourning that we have, right? Mm. So I'm I'm reframing these a little bit, a little bit, right? Because there's the which people, is interesting, there's yeah. The people who mourn, and blessed are the people who mourn. Like if you've lost someone, and it hurts, you love them that much. Mm. Um, that deep, that deep thing. Like you've mourning. got somebody that you think about on a regular basis and care about, even though they're gone. Mm. Um, mm. You blessed are you because you've yeah. got this this soft caring heart right but in our lives right when we realize that we can't change others hmm. particularly after reading the poor in spirit right now we're into the blessed those who mourn. Yep. when you realize that there's other people that won't humble and submit themselves and right. you mourn them while you still have opportunity yes. to talk to them yeah um it's jesus who comforts us Right. God will pour out the blessing. You'll be blessed hmm. by God mm-hmm. when you mourn. And I think it means also for the ones around us. Like recently, and I talk about it a bit, I, I am a chaplain for a local hockey team of young guys that are trying to get to the NCAA in America to play yeah. hockey for on scholarships. Yeah. And, and I had one of them ask me at the last chapel, am I afraid of death? Hmm. Like you personally? Like me personally. Yeah, am okay. I afraid to die? Yeah. And, and no. Yeah. It's not the end for me. Right. But I'm terrified of death for people who I don't think know Jesus. Because mm. it's the end for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what helped me to think of look, looking at the Beatitudes this way. Because there's a mourning there, right? I'm, I don't want unbelievers to be confronted with death because of the way yeah, they live. Because right. there's already a mourning of if you're going to live your life hardened to God... Mm. First, you're cutting off his blessing. Like, you, you're not going to walk in it. Yeah. And that peace, that that, that eternity with God mm. is gone from you. So blessed are those who mourn, who understand there's... And in that, that, that sense, it's only Jesus that can comfort. There is no comfort, because there is no comfort yeah. outside of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. No, that's right. So verse five, it's blessed are... The meek, the for meek. they shall inherit the earth. Because they inherit the earth. Which is interesting. I think in our... I don't know what other translations are. Is it always meek? Um in our society, meek is not something that is a good yeah. quality for somebody to have. It's not viewed as yeah. um, a positive thing. Yeah, oftentimes no. And I mean, meek and mild, right? That's the right? way they, they yeah. want to. And that doesn't mean doormat. 
right? But that's no, the way we've that's begun how to we view it. it. Yeah, use it in, in language. So this this meekness, it the in the inadequacy that we have that we see when we're meek, right? We're not. We're generally kind of shrieking back because we're not overly confident. Yeah. Or we're not overly boisterous. We're yeah. not. We're we're resting in ourselves, and that drives us back to God. Because yes. we're not trusting in ourselves. Yeah. We're not trusting in the strength of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the word meek, right? It's sometimes it's proud, sometimes it's haughty, arrogant, right, right. like those kinds of things. Those would be the opposite. Yes. If you were to pull that back and you think about it, when we when we step away from that and we have the humility or the meekness mm-hmm. that doesn't trust in ourselves we're being driven back towards God in faith for those of us who understand who Jesus is, right? Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says, we're the ones that are going to inherit the earth. Right. Well, what are the what are the boisterous, loud, arrogantly proud people of the world doing? They're trying to take the world. Yeah. Like they want they want everything. Yeah. They well, want, they want all eyes on them. They want yeah. all the glory. They want, they want the, the attention. They want the world. Yeah. If you think about, you know, it doesn't matter where you live. Yeah. If you think about like, Hollywood, right. or if you are in in Asia, you think of the film industries that are centered like in Mumbai or mm. any of the places that have big kind of entertainment centers. Yeah, what are all those people doing? They're flaunting the way that they they are taking wealth out of this world. Yeah, um, and and here Jesus is saying, no. When we pull back and we don't trust in our own abilities, but rather have that meekness, mm. that humility towards God, then we actually are going to inherit the thing that all these other people think they're going to get forever. Right. Right. We're going to get all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's <clears throat> a me. fantastic thought. So then that brings us to Matthew chapter five, verses six, seven, and eight. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Yeah, so... I don't know who, who's pure in heart, but I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus is pure in heart. Jesus is pure in heart. Um, Jesus is So God. when, when <laughs> you know, verse 6, blessed are the... the, the Those who hunger and thirst for Hunger righteous. and thirst. I should have yes. probably wrote these down. But Which is quite funny to me that you didn't, because you're I, usually pretty I good about that. I usually do, and, and then I also, <laughs> kind of for some reason, this, sat actually. down to record Without it, your Bible? And I don't even have a Bible in front of me. I just <laughs> have a disaster. sheet of paper. I'm a disaster. You're just a hot mess today, babe. Pretty much. Um, But when we're humble, right, and we develop a hunger to know who God is, then he promises to actually fill us. Mm, I do. I love that. I mean, a perfect example of this is um, this podcast. Right. We're doing this not because we thought anybody would listen. Yeah, actually, it's sometimes surprising that people do. <laughs> yeah, we, we sometimes are confused <laughs> as to why you're all on this journey with us, but you are. So and that's, we're that's thankful. okay. And, and we are thankful for you. And, and what it is, though, is we wanted to have a reason on a kind of timeline right. to dig into things that we've wanted to dig into. And so it was framed around discipleship because there's a lot of things that we can we can figure out and do. And so Teresa mm-hmm. wanted to work through some book of the Bible in a in a chronological like page by page kind of deal. So mm-hmm. that brings us the the the, the Psalms, the Psalms yeah. on Tuesdays, right? And I want to do a whole bunch of different things. So these gospel mm-hmm. scenes, they're not they're not uh, they're not new to me. No, I've I've been a pastor for thirty years. Yeah, right. Like on and off. This is like. 
they're all things that I've heard before, but we hunger to learn more yeah. because yeah. we're called to do that. And God promises that he's going to bring us satisfaction when we do that. Yeah. We will be filled. We'll that be hunger satis- yes. will be satisfied. Satisfied in him. Yeah. So it's amazing. Verse seven. Blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. Yeah. Again, when we mm. show compassion and mercy, it's not because typically in ourselves that we are, yeah, I know, she's looking at my nose, <laughs> it bled. Just relax, I got it. I'm good, I, I trust I trust that you have. <laughs> when we, when we so show compassion and mercy, <laughs> it's not because of who we are. Like yes. our nature yeah. is not that way. Almost no one has that just as their standard no. thing. We're always, Not. we're quite often concerned about ourselves and that's kind of thing. <laughs> quite and, often. and you see some sort of situation going on and we don't care to intervene because if you had compassion and mercy, you would stop at every car accident hmm. to make sure everybody's okay. And I mean, some people do. And some people do. If they're, if they're, they're equipped they're, to they're deal with that. They're rare cases, of. right? Or yeah. you see somebody distraught, you can't help yourself but get involved. Somebody it's hungry. Not, it's not the normal them. thing for most people. No, it's not. But here we are told that if we, if we live that way right if we show the compassion yeah if we do that yeah then what happens then god pours that out right. on us and it might it might not be that the people around us are merciful to us but no. god is saying he will be yeah right he will be mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then we get to verse eight blessed are the poor pure in heart for pure they shall see heart. god the pure in heart as you said who is pure in heart and there's not many right <laughs> yeah no it's and, not something that is natural to us and, to be pure and you in think heart. about it right they uh, Scripture tells us that David is a, is a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Super problematic. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, adultery, murder. Yes, yes. All sorts of things. All of on. the things, um, yeah. You know, but here God is saying, blessed are those who are pure, pure in heart. How do we get there? Mm. Only through Jesus. Mm. It's only when Jesus works the transforming power of what he has done for us on the cross and his death, burial, and resurrection, and the Holy Spirit is a work in us that our heart is moved towards purity. Yeah. And it's only as Jesus gives us his righteousness yep. and takes our our iniquity, our sin, mm. the result of sin onto himself, that God looks down and sees what? Jesus' mm. pure life and heart. In replace of... Us. Impressed, like imprinted upon onto us. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't see our wickedness. And so that obedience becomes more and more natural to God because mm. we yeah, follow that, that closer and closer to Jesus, yeah. and we're more and more in tune to the Holy Spirit and what what that work is in our lives. And so then, mm-hmm. God's blessing pours out, right? Yeah. Because there is this faithful obedience, right? And we can't right. miss in the midst of all of this. This isn't like the dream list. <laughs> this is Jesus literally telling a crowd, yeah. okay, you want to live with God's favor? Here you go. Here you go. Right? Lays it out. Lays it out. So Matthew chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute, persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely. On my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mm. Some hard words there. Like yeah. some good well, yeah. words, though. Like to, it's good. to it, hold and, fast and stand firm. And it helps us to understand what life is going to be like, right? So the, <laughs> the peacemakers, yes. right? And, and this is, we're not talking about people who join 
you know, the Peace Corps or, or are peacekeepers in the military, but literally people who choose to try to live their lives at peace. Yeah. You don't fight. You're not divisive. You're not quarrelsome. Hmm. You're trying to, and I mean, you can find these words in other places where the, where the apostles write in their, the epistles, like, this is how you should live. When we go back to the one another's, like, this is how we're supposed to live with each other. The peacemakers, we carry the name of God into the world. And so we should bring peace to others and between others, because that's exactly what Jesus did. He came into this world to bring us peace. Yeah. And, and that is so that we can live with peace. Yeah. And so, you know, this is one of the hard parts when you start thinking about people, particularly around churches, is like, are you combative? Like, right. And if you are, why? Yeah. Because it's not the posture that God had. Like, it, it, there's, there's got to be this, this kind of willingness to live at peace with each other. Absolutely. Which brings us to verse 10. Yeah. Which is, blessed are the... No, this is where we get into... Yeah, blessed are those who are persecuted. Persecution, yeah. For righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Hard uh, hard truth. Following Jesus annoys Satan. <laughs> just put it just out there. That's just that how it is. There. Uh, and that means Satan is not happy with, if you follow Jesus, you. Yeah. And that yeah. means that spiritual warfare follows. It's there. Um, do I think that there is a demon behind every problem that every Christian has? No. Sometimes we're just dumb and do stuff well, on our own. mistakes, yeah. Right? We make mistakes bad or choices. we make bad choices or whatever it Right. Be. Do I think that there can be spiritual forces at work mm. in our lives? 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to remember that. Jesus himself says, when this happens, it's actually, a, you're going to be blessed by it. Yeah. This is a process that we have to walk through and understand how to how to live that out in a way that brings God glory mm. because this is part of his plan for our sanctification, being turned into Christ, Christ-likeness, right. uh, brought that way. And the reality is that God is in control. He will deliver us from that. Mm-hmm. So even when we have those moments where there's spiritual opposition and spiritual forces in our lives working against us, God is going to deliver us through and pour out blessing on us yet yeah. again. Yet again. Yeah. And then 11 and 12, are. it does start with a blessing. Like, blessed are you when others revile you and yeah. persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. And then in the rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For yeah. so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Yeah, if you go look at the prophets, they all get a raw deal. <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. And people didn't want to listen to them and they thought they were crazy and weirdos. But and, I do love how he's like Jesus says we're like them. We're like we're like them. But great is your reward in heaven. Like great hold on, hold fast, stay and so yeah. focused. Eyes on me. And You're the other be even okay. before that, yeah. You when people are insulting you and spreading lies about you and maligning you hmm. and persecuting you. You're supposed to have oh, joy, but rejoice. But you're doing the right thing. This this is confirmation that yeah. you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. There you go. See, <laughs> the Beatitudes become this this laundry list of if you can submit yourself to God hmm. and live this out, look what happens. Yeah. By the end, 
you're, you know, you're, we're inheriting the earth. We're, we're living at peace. We've got all these things going on. The blessings of God are poured out and you're going to have a great reward in eternity. Yes. And then, you know, it doesn't quite end there. So we go to, okay. Uh, verse 13, 15, or 13 to 16. Okay. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a set, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives its light in all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Right, and I love that. I've preached this sermon Mm, a few times and got myself in trouble from the way that I get all excited because this is where I I said that uh, people didn't give... uh, Oh, uh, our our rats. (laughs) uh, Oh, yes, I do remember that. About uh, the light way up. We live in a mountainous area. So yeah. you see lights all the time. Like we can look out our windows at night and you see lights across the lake or up the mountain and you have no idea what's below the light. Right. And I basically told the church, you don't care about those lights. Mm. That's not the kind of light that Jesus is calling us to be. Right. Just like we're not called to be, you know, there's that old, uh, old school Christian book out of the salt shaker. Oh, we're not yeah. called to be the, the, the salt in the container that does nothing. The two examples that are given are salt and light, and the reality is it's proximity to whatever needs to be dealt with Right, is when those two things become useful. Salt has to be poured onto meat I to salt and No salt could you lose its saltiness. Yeah. You put it in water. You dilute it. Evaporate oh, it away. Oh, but then it makes it water very yes, salty. Yes, but see, we don't, we don't, we put a li- we put a lot of salt into a little bit of water and think that that's how that's going to work. But if you... You know, take a little bit of salt, which is salty in itself, and then throw mm. it into a huge pot of soup. You don't taste the salt anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to put a lot in there. And that's the point. You either need a massive amount of it or it has to be very close in proximity. You have to get it out of the container the salt is in and put it where yeah. it needs to be. So gotcha. if you're going to cure the meat, the salt comes out and goes on yeah. the meat. And, and a if lot you're going to flavor the meal, you're going to put the salt out of the container on the meal. If you're yeah. going to illuminate something, the light has to be right beside it. And they didn't have LED lights. They had candles. They didn't have LED right? lights. So we're talking about a candle. You want to read a book? The candle oh. is right beside or the book. Or you have like five? I don't know how they read with just one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, we are used day. to they more read, lights. They read during the day. Yeah, they probably um, slept when it was dark. So the whole idea here is, here are all these beatitudes. This is how you should live. But then in the world, we hmm. don't live hmm. like that, the beatitudes. Segregated. So that we can yes. be separate. You're we're right. to live like that so that we are in the world yes. and that we're flavoring and preserving and we're illuminating the world with the truth of Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Truth of, the, of, of who Jesus is. And both of those things need to be close to whatever it is that they're working on. And that's the same thing for us as believers. If we're walking out these Beatitudes, yeah. living that way, trying our best to bring glory and honor to God with the things that we do day by day by day, yeah. we need to be in the community around us so that people can experience that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's when things start to change. Yeah. So now we're going to jump all the way to yep, the end. I got it. Chapter 5, verse 43 to 48. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, 
Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do you not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Mm-hmm. Hard words. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus died for people who hated him. Yes. Right to the end of their days. Yep. Right? Jesus died for all people. And this is theologically, you have to decide hmm. how the atonement works. And if you don't well, know, well, you have to where you stand on it. The atonement works how it works, whether we yeah. understand it clearly or whether not. Whether we understand it. So <laughs> Which we the, the, don't. Ba- the basic thought here is Jesus died. And now there's the question of who did he, who does his sin, uh, his blood, uh, what what whose sins does Jesus' <laughs> blood cover? I got myself messed oh, up. Oh, I got you. We're not going to get into right. this right now. We're not going to get into no. that, right? But That's the reality is, Jesus died. That yeah. anybody who receives Him as Savior mm. would be saved. Yes. Which means that anybody who could receive Him as Savior could be saved. Right. Right. It's just logic. Yeah. And which then means that all those be. who reject Jesus mm. had that opportunity, but rejected Him. Right. And are not but saved. Jesus still died for them. Right. But it's just not sufficient for their salvation because they did not accept him. Well, it is sufficient if they were to accept him. If they were to accept <laughs> him. Right. So here we go. There's there's this hatred in the world that Jesus experienced, and he's just literally looking at mm. him and saying, buckle up. Like, you're going to get the same. Yeah. There are going to be people who are irrationally against us just because we are I like that, irrationally for, against for us. For Jesus. Yeah. It's just going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm fighting with you because yeah. I don't like Jesus. Yeah. And it's a crazy world, but it does happen. And the thing is, we don't have to like what people do. Hmm. We don't have to enjoy the way they treat us, but we do have to love them. Yeah. yeah. And so we have to figure out how do we do that. And m- my, my basic idea here is I think we do that by living out the Beatitudes. Hmm. You know, living the, those those points where it's like, you know what, here, if this is what's going on in your life, this is what the response should be. Yeah. And if you do that, God will pour out blessing. And that's what Jesus calls us to here in these last few verses that we read is we need to love the people that are around us, and that should be the way that we live our lives. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you have enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.